Well, welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive, and this is actually the last episode where we are going through our series on the book of Acts, Acts, the church the world needs. My name is Brad. I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Calvary Church, and I'm joined uh, this week by uh, Pastor Paul Utnidge, our interim lead pastor, and uh, he was able to Thank finish you. up our series uh, this past weekend. Yeah. So we're excited to, yeah, just wrap up this series, um, then we'll have another one coming up. Before we get into the last episode, just want to tease that one a bit. Uh, we're doing a series on the Holy Spirit. Which I am really looking forward to. I am, uh, I really as well. Am. I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed Acts, mm-hmm. but uh, being able to spend some time talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. We'll clarify some things for folks and... See how that really touches our lives personally. Yeah. Well, and Francis Chan, right, he has a book called uh, Forgotten God, which mm-hmm. he basically says, hey, the spirit, um, partly out of the out of the mystery, partly out of, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have these paradigms for understanding God the Father, right? We have fathers. Uh, we have paradigms for understanding Jesus, the second mm-hmm. person of the Trinity, um, because Christ... Um, you know, accommodates himself to yeah. us, and he, you know, took on flesh, and so those those are understandable. And the Holy Spirit is just so much more mysterious, mm-hmm. um, and often because we, I think, like to control and we like to, uh, you know, direct and lead our own lives. Like the Spirit is one that we uh, we just don't talk about, we don't focus on, yeah. which is historically true as well. And if you remember with the you know the early church dealing over the few hundred years of the creeds and mm-hmm. things, you know, they focused on. Much of it was focused on Christ, mm-hmm. which makes sense because as Savior, we need to know that. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't deal with in the creeds even with the Holy Spirit till later. Mm-hmm. You know, what three hundreds and, mm-hmm. and uh, Constantine, and yeah. Constantinople, Constantinople. Yeah, yeah, and even that came because there uh, were different heresies involving right. uh, the the deity of Christ. And so uh, they had to hammer out their understanding of the Trinity and the Spirit. Yeah, anytime there's a heresy say. about one person of the Trinity, uh, it becomes a heresy about each person mm-hmm. of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's where we're uh, going to be headed uh, here over the next several weeks. Um, but today we're wrapping up uh, mm-hmm. Acts. Again, the church, the world needs. Um, so where have we been so far? We've seen that... Um, the early church uh, experienced incredible growth uh, as they followed the direction of the Spirit. Um, all through the book of Acts, it's very clear the Spirit is the one that's guiding, leading, directing uh, the movement of the early church. Jesus, uh, in Acts 1-8, right, right before he ascends into heaven, he tells his followers, you're going to be my witnesses in uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And throughout the book of Acts, we see uh, we see the church do just that, um, different Characters, different players come uh, in and out. The last half of Acts really focuses um, heavily on the work of Paul. Mm-hmm. And so today, um, in this episode, what I want to do is just kind of, um, you know, we, it was funny. We spent um, at different points in the series, we might have, you know, I, I remember I preached on like three verses at one point. Uh, another time I preached on, preached on. It seems like you preached on half the book of Acts. 70 yeah, verses. Huge, right. Yeah. Um, well, this last week, Paul, you preached, um, I mean, you focused mostly on 27 and 28. Um, first, part of, first part of 28, mostly but, 27. Yeah, but we, we, gave, we gave you the task of, you know, finishing Acts mm-hmm. and going 21 through uh, 28. So we didn't have, obviously, in, in, in a 
in a 30, 30, 35 minute sermon, there's not enough time to go through uh, that many chapters. So what I want to do is just kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in those, in those sections? Uh, because as we saw last week when we were in Acts chapter 20, Paul was getting ready. He had, he had set his sights on Jerusalem. Uh, he had called the Ephesian elders uh, to him in Miletus. And he gives them some instruction. Uh, as he departs, he gives them instruction for, hey, remember how I led you. You now lead in that same By way. way. Which you did, you handled very well. Oh, thank you. Um, and then he goes to Jerusalem. So what happens in, you know, chapters 21 through, yeah. through that? So a lot of people kind of speed through this part of the mm-hmm. section of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, we certainly did. We did. We <laughs> did the same thing everybody else does. Yeah. Because we were picking out the main lessons yeah. that are important for the church that the world needs. Absolutely. And that's why you choose things in a preaching series, as you know. Yeah, so it was like it was you, a... You choose by your goals. Yeah, so it was, a, it was an expository-ish... It was a selected expository yeah. series. yeah. Selected by what was our goal, the mm-hmm. church the world needs, mm-hmm. was to understand, which is appropriate. We're in that season of yep. life here at Calvary to understand who are we as a mm-hmm. church, what are we supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so we selectively mm-hmm. opted out of certain other parts of the mm-hmm. book, not because we were afraid of them, and not, but not because they were irrelevant, but just because we needed to focus. So mm-hmm. the things that in this latter part, so for instance... Um, the book basically does break down in three parts. It, mm-hmm. You've got chapters 1 through 12, which is very clearly the infancy mm-hmm. of the church. Mm-hmm. The church almost is paralyzed until Jesus keeps moving them out at each time, and he yep. made something happen. And you've got this huge emphasis on the Holy Spirit during that mm-hmm. point, too, as the agent of uh, triune God. Mm-hmm. So you've got the infancy. Then you have... As they go out on the mission missionary journeys, you got mm-hmm. from 13 through <clears throat> oh, 21, first half of, tw- of, mm-hmm. of 20, 21. Mm-hmm. You've really got, in a sense, the maturing, the adolescent maturing mm. of the church. Even at the end of the first missionary journey, you would think, well, they must have had it all put together. Well, they didn't. The, the basic lessons was about, hey, Gentiles are saved. Mm-hmm. You know, it took a whole missionary journey to realize that, and then they had Acts fifteen with the big, the big discussion about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. So at each missionary journey, even Paul was still learning as Christ was walking them through. So really, that middle part is whether you want to call it adolescence mm-hmm. or at least a maturing mm. of the of the church. Then you get to twenty one, the second half of twenty one, and on, where now. The baton has been passed to a mature church. Yeah. So Paul isn't traveling as much. He's mostly in prison. Mostly it's the legal arguments. Mm -hmm. And so what has happened is it's as if they've said, okay, Paul said, okay, church, you you understand enough. Here's the baton. If my glasses could be the baton, here's the baton. I'm passing this to you. Which is why, how did that section end? Well, what you preached on of the elders. Mm So it, it's showing that the church had finally matured on its own. They have elders, they have deacons, they have their, they have their ministry set up. And then the third part is now really, in one sense, establishing, is God really in control? Mm. And second, 
the missional mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. So you've got Paul with the with 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 the uh, his basically it's his testimony, but it's in mm-hmm. the court, it's in trial. Yeah, over and over and over again. Well, it's fascinating, right? Because in in chapter twenty, he he tells the the elders of Ephesus. He says, "Hey, I'm going to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I'm constrained by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I know what's going." Like I. I know, right? Mm-hmm. The Spirit has testified to me what awaits me wherever I go. So right. he knows there's going to be um, imprisonment. He knows there's going to be affliction. He knows there's mm-hmm. going to be hardship. Uh, yet he still he still goes. Mm-hmm. So that's why if we had stopped at your passage, mm-hmm. we would have only had Paul in Jerusalem, and we had to get him to Rome yep. because of Acts 1-8, mm-hmm. and where Paul was aimed at. I mean, mm-hmm. that really was his dream. And that's why in this selective approach, mm-hmm. we chose t- to jump to chapter 27 and yep. the first part of 28, because that's where Paul arrives, yes. if you will. And it, it is bringing the work that Jesus has been doing on now. The work doesn't end, because we know what goes on after mm-hmm. Acts. But it's an odd ending, because it's really not a conclusion True. It's almost a transition to the rest of the book, which which fits. Number one, shows that God has accomplished what he said he was going to accomplish. He's gotten Paul to Rome. Now Paul is going to be able to present the gospel even to the highest echelons of <coughs> mm-hmm. Roman society. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to show that he's protecting Paul, even, in the, even against the highest echelons mm-hmm. of society, that mm-hmm. there is no one that can stop him. <coughs> There's not a shipwreck, as we saw. There's not a serpent of a yeah. viper that yeah. bites on. We didn't spend a lot of time yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah. There's not that. There's yeah. there's not there's not even even even, even Caesar mm-hmm. cannot stop the movement of the gospel. Yeah, and even the detractors can't. So that's why you have the two years mm-hmm. because they it was required by law yep. to wait two years in order to allow your opponents, those who were bringing a case against you mm-hmm. to get to Rome, because back then they couldn't travel like mm-hmm. we do with airplanes and all mm-hmm. that fast. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's in a sense, biding his time, and yet it shows that he's not biding his time. He did a lot there. He had the, the freedom in mm-hmm. house arrest. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it, what we didn't do mm-hmm. on the end mm-hmm. that I wish we could have, but it would have been the celebration of the church to reach yeah. where God's going, yeah. which I think is important for Calvary because we want to sit. There's, we're in an interim mm-hmm. season. We're in this mending of nets season, and we want to at some point celebrate that. I don't think that's that far out, mm-hmm. personally. You, know, you all have heard me say that, um, especially since we're going to start the search you know, in mm-hmm. September, and uh, which we'll talk about later, folks. But... Um, we, we know we're jumping into all that. Hmm. And well, we want to celebrate that. Well, what else does the church celebrate later on? You know, it's not just the coming of a new lead pastor. It's not just the coming of other mm-hmm. leaders. But what do we celebrate? And that's what they did. So mm-hmm. you've got Paul arriving at the beach, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense. It, well, he's, he's not actually in Rome. The, the, the port wasn't close. So mm-hmm. the Christians in Rome, who people who become Christians, either moved there as Christians or became Christians mm-hmm. there, uh, they meet him. I don't remember the exact spot, but I'd have to look at mm-hmm. it. But they meet him and uh, celebrate. He's very strengthened and encouraged mm-hmm. by that. 
and it's about 43 miles out. And then later there's another spot where another whole group comes out and, mm-hmm. and meets it. It's almost been, like the triumphal entry, Well, basically. he had been writing to them, so there was yeah. that relationship even yeah. distant. So, Which fits, because he's, he's modeling Jesus. We all model Jesus, and so yeah. Paul's ending is the same as Jesus. So you do have this triumphal entry piece. Yep. Yep. So in these sections, right, he heads to Jerusalem, uh, does what he always does. He starts, in, you know, with the, with the Jews. He starts in synagogues. He preaches. There's an angry mob. Uh, he essentially, you know, ad- he addresses the crowd. He mm-hmm. reveals his Roman citizenship. He makes an appeal. Um, he's delivered to the governor there. Then he goes. He appeals before Felix. He appeals to Caesar. Um, his case gets presented to Agrippa. And um, then he witnesses to Agrippa. And then when he, matter of time, he's released, goes to Rome. So what I want to focus on here, um, there's a, a different, different scholars will point out at, like, why Paul was the, like, the ideal missionary to the Gentiles. And uh, he's a, a, of obviously a very well-rounded um, person. Uh, he has um, Greek education. He has, you know, he's Jewish, uh, ethnically Jewish. He's a, a Jewish man, um, so he has a, an incredible understanding of the, the Hebrew scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Roman citizen, though, mm-hmm. and that is what a lot. I mean, just think about the work that he was able to do just because he was a Roman citizen. Um, the fact that he was able to appeal all the way up to Caesar, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's if he wasn't a Roman citizen, he wouldn't have been able to to do that. Um, I. Why is Rome, like, why was Rome such a, a destination for him? Why was Rome such a big deal for him when we think about Acts 1-8, when we think about taking the gospel to the end of the earth? Like, what does Rome have to do with that? Power. Hmm. So um, Rome is the central capital, of the basically, of the civilized world. Now, that's a little bit offensive to those in Asia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because China's been around a whole lot longer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with all 5,000 years of history. And, and yet for, for that part of the world, for whatever reason that God chose to, to uh, have Paul go west, mm-hmm. but that's because it, as power, it was the dominant, it was in charge, it was in control. Mm-hmm. And it's where, again... In the mystery of God's larger plan, it has the gospel's always has gone west mm-hmm. around the world, mm. which is of course again why the Church of China, those that are in the, the, the at least the true church, you know, uh, those that are true Christians, many of them in hiding, but they believe strongly that they are. Uh, guiding this mission work west of them on back to Jerusalem and the Middle East. And they believe it deeply that God had called, had protected the Church of China for so long, Mm. but now has called the Church of China to continue Mm -hmm. the work that ultimately and essentially and at the beginning Paul started. Mm -hmm. They feel a deep connection Mm. to the Apostle Paul. Mm. And to to that work, yeah, it's fascinating to listen to them hmm. um, as they as they talk about it. Hmm. And so you've got this sense that that's what Rome was, and now it's going to make its way all back away. Because again, the gospel is the only message that has ever in history equalized all people 
So the, narr our, the narrative for it is that in the world, there, there always was this issue of power. There always mm -hmm. was this issue of influence. There always was this, there's always <coughs> been this issue of self-righteousness and selfishness. Because that's part of our, our flesh, including my flesh. But um, the gospel's bigger than that. And it's, it's always been the gospel mm -hmm. that has equalized things. Mm -hmm. Slavery, racial issues, mm -hmm. uh, men and women, mm -hmm. uh, leaders, non-leaders. It, it's always that which is ultimately said in Galatians 3. There is now, therefore, you know, no, no male, female, no, mm -hmm. that names a number of mm -hmm. things by job, by gender, by, by mm -hmm. status. Mm -hmm. And so it was very important for Paul to get to Rome. He yeah. understood that. I think, I think he understood that from the beginning. Yeah. My suspicion is, and I have no way to prove it, none of us know this. So this is just a Paul Utenage. Yeah, sure. You know. I, I think Jesus and Paul, in the three years of his wilderness training, conversed about this. Um, now, again, in the ways that we converse as we learn sure. God when we're sure. out in the wilderness, all of us, you know, reflecting on it. Sure. I think Paul understood that. And then it was made very clear to him by Jesus mm -hmm. in the calls, and Paul talks about that. Mm -hmm. Jesus called him to the, to the Gentiles mm -hmm. and to go where others hadn't been. Mm -hmm. so, kind of a longer answer than you wanted. No, no, but, it's good. But, but it's really super important it's because... Pow power and influence. It is, and because so much of it, and there, and that's what helps me. Yeah, it, it helps me to understand to go. You know what? Truly, the gospel is the greatest driving yeah. message. It is the truth. It yep. is the only reality. Yeah. And when Jesus comes back, he'll have his Rome moment. Now, not at Rome. He's not touching down right. at Rome. He's right. touching down at, at the mountain outside of Jerusalem. But um, it is his coming back. It is that celebration. Yeah. Again, that Paul modeled yeah and that the old testament prophets have yeah. foreseen yeah no that's good i um so it makes me think of uh tim keller right in his ministry yeah um which obviously we're just very grateful for yeah, his, especially now, his life's work just passed and, passed away yeah mm -hmm. um but he you know he was a, a rural pastor and then uh he planted in new york city mm -hmm. and his whole against most people's uh, council. Really? By the oh, way. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. He. Um, so he. He felt very convicted to to go to the city, to go to the place that um, of influence, of mm -hmm. of power, and to see a a church not just start there but mm -hmm. thrive there. And this idea that if the cities are the people, and the cities are where people gather and mm -hmm. are, and the ideas that are launched in cities mm -hmm. then move to the suburbs and move to the rural, like. I think there's a very similar, um, it is. a very similar connection there. Very much so. Yeah, Keller recognized there are some strengths of cities, mm -hmm. even biblically, but he also recognized that the fallenness of man, if we can use that term, mm -hmm. uh, is ex exacerbated, it is maximized in the city because of the number of people within a smaller mm -hmm. square, square mileage. And so you, you see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, like Babel, yeah, you know, it's interesting that at the beginning of Acts, there's there's there are tones of Babel, mm -hmm. the story of mm -hmm. Babel, and here we are now, ultimately, with which is why Augustine, remember Augustine's mm -hmm. book, mm -hmm. you know, the City of God, City of God, yeah, 
And so he's recognizing that that's where God's going. And well, of course, in Revelation, in Revelation what is, what you is see the, what is he you see he a city. The, the city. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. The the essentially the undoing of Babel, right, mm-hmm. is what we see in. Over so history. you have Tower of Babel in the Old Testament, where um, in the the hubris of man, right, creating this tower to to reach mm-hmm. the heavens, and as a result, God um, he mixes up their language and causes them to scatter. And so in the day of Pentecost, in the day of, of the Spirit coming, you mm-hmm. see the apostles speaking in tongues, and you mm-hmm. see essentially an undoing of of Babel, um, all in a redemptive arc. Oh, man, that's so and good. And then working towards Revelation. Yeah. And so if you didn't have Acts, this is mm. what I, I love, what would we not know? You know, mm. If you didn't have the book of Acts, what would you not know? Well, that's a great you, question. Because you'd be going from John 21 with Jesus and Peter uh-huh. on the beach. Yeah. You know, basically having having a beach picnic. And John wants everybody to know that he's a faster runner than Peter. He's a faster runner than Peter. <laughs> Peter's, a, you know, he's Peter. What about him? And Jesus yeah. says, you know, that's his business, not yours. Yeah. But you you would jump from the beach there yeah. to Rome, Romans chapter 1. Yep. And then you have all these questions. Uh-huh. Like what? How do we get from point A to point B? Even about church. I mean, oh, Jesus great. mentioned the word church twice. Yeah. And yet in Romans, you know, you, you've, oh. you're going to even at the end of the book, you've yeah. got all this... The, the house churches. So um, Acts tells us so much mm-hmm. and explains so much yeah. of what is deeply personal, deeply relevant, and deeply significant to me in my own personal life, mm. but also in the church. Mm. So mm. I, I love the book. That's so good. Yeah. So I, I, another phrase comes to mind. Uh, you know, we hear the phrase, all roads lead to Rome. <laughs> right, and yeah. so um, obviously it's not a literal uh, yeah. statement. However, yeah. um, you know, in that day, I mean, the the Roman, yeah. the ar- Roman armies, they were brilliant at building mm-hmm. roads, roads that still stand, roads mm-hmm. that still mark many of the major trade routes throughout uh, that area of the world. Um, so you do have this idea. I think Paul is, if not just from the influence, not just from the power, but a very um, just practical, like, if he can get the gospel to Rome, the, the center of essentially the known world, where all the roads lead to, then the gospel can go forth in a way that's yeah. um, maybe unmatched in other trade routes, other, other, other areas. And to the point that, like, even, you know, what you referenced in China and some of the, the Far yeah. East... I was just thinking of that when you they, said that. They're they're going to Rome. Like, mm-hmm. the spices are going to Rome. Their mm-hmm. silk is going to yeah. Rome. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You have all that work that Hudson Taylor did in China. Yeah. And then communism comes in, closes it down. Every, you know, missionaries are kicked out. Uh, what was it, I think? Is it Billy Graham's wife's, was it his parents-in-law? No. I'd have to look again. I can easily be wrong on what the connect. There's some yeah. connection for yeah. Billy Graham and his wife yeah. with missionaries in China. Sure. They're kicked out, you know. Mm. And um, everybody assumes that the church dies. Yeah. Nixon, God using that trip with mm-hmm. Nixon, goes in, opens it up. People are thinking, miss- missiologists are sitting there thinking, I guess we're going to have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, there's more than a million Christians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And um, wow, all roads didn't read, lead to Rome from China. Yeah. But because God is over all roads leading to Rome, yep. he can also get to Beijing and he can get into these small little yeah. places where even when I did some training, you know, with, I guess mm-hmm. you know I did the mm-hmm. 
under the radar training and yeah. stuff, and and uh, in China and Vietnam, a couple other closed access, yeah. limited yeah. access places. And you'd have these guys that are just out in the small little church on the rural part of China. You know, took them three days to get to mm-hmm. our training. Mm-hmm. Then we hide in an apartment all together. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't stand in front of the windows, you know, because they don't want neighbors seeing me. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. I hear their stories. Mm-hmm. And the reality was, I thought, when I first did it, I thought, well, I'm going to help them. No, nah, that wasn't it. Mm. I was ministered to by mm. their by their example, mm. was I providing some biblical insights or some church insights? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But I learned from them. Yeah. And especially the guy, I think I've shared that with you, mm-hmm. but for this sake, for all of you, mm-hmm. you know, listening to the deep dive, it's in one situation where at the end we were celebrating mm. what we had learned, had been in one apartment for two weeks together, uh, so when you have everybody just cocoon sleeping on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. okay, it's a mm-hmm. unique experience. Uh-huh. You bond whether you can speak the uh-huh. same language or not. Yeah. And uh, he he said, "Teacher," because I'm I'm I don't go by my name over there. Sure. I go by a, a different name. Sure. I won't say here. For sure. Web, but I go by a different name over there. And he said, "Teacher, it's not just that you have taught." taught us how to live. Hmm. You've taught us how to die. Because hmm. he was one of the missionaries that the Church of China had identified to hmm. send into the Middle East. Hmm. And he and his wife were expecting that they would be martyred hmm. when they mm-hmm. when they went. Hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah. it... it, it 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 changes you mm. to meet people like that. Yeah. And I think that was the uniqueness of Paul mm. in the Arabian wilderness because I said, Lord, you've not just taught me to live, you've taught me to die. Yeah. And therefore, he was one of the greatest leaders ever. Yeah. Because of the brokenness and the humility and the place that he said, I, I defer all of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think how many times he talks about that. Yeah. Put all that's of weight to me. And I count all, my life and nothing. And it's all yeah. loss yep. to me. Yep. How many of us, you know? Yeah. I don't do it like that. No. I like to think I have moments, but. Mm-hmm. Literally put all your life off like that. Mm-hmm. I think I met someone like that wow. in, the, in that little group in that apartment in China. And that's another answer to your question as mm-hmm. to why Paul was uniquely used by God. Yeah. Hmm. That's so good. So after... Ex- by the way, think of that for St. Charles. Yeah. What would a tipping point of Calvary be like if, if all of us, or at least, what if just 10% mm. of us got to that point. Teacher, you have taught me not just to live, but you've taught me to die in St. Charles. Mm. What would that be like? It's a anyway, I, convicting and inspiring it's question. Very, sure. Yeah, very convicting. Yeah. Um, okay, so after Acts 28, uh, we don't know much about at least Paul's movements other than what we can you know, pull from his different letters. Yeah. Yeah, there's some different biographical yeah. sections. Yeah. Um, did he get to Spain? I believe he did, but it's difficult to prove it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> church in Sp- the churches yeah. in Spain certainly yeah. think that he did. Yes, they yeah. do. And it's just difficult to prove it in the in the text. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice if we had an an, an epistle to the Spaniards or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But um, I believe he did. Because again, I think you have the theme of God celebrating the completion mm. of things, and that would be for Paul the completion was be to get to the ocean. Yeah. Uh, west, mm-hmm. always yeah, go west. continuing going west, and then then it would stop there for a long time. Yeah, and then would ultimately go to the American colonies. Yeah, you know, and then on. Yeah. You know, Cool. cool. Well, thank you, Paul. It's been a great discussion. Yeah, I've, I've really Sorry, enjoyed. I didn't mean to get a no. little bit emotional. No, again. it's Moving. great. I just, I, I just, I have, I love this. Yeah, no, it's great. I've, I've really enjoyed this series. I think it's been good for our, for our church to consider the question: What kind of church does the world need? Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be, like I said, continuing or going into it a holy sp- a, a series on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, in the month of uh, in the Who month of July, produces that kind of church for that sure. The world needs for yeah. for sure. So, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. Uh, you can find this resource and more on our website, Calvary.Church/resources. Uh, again, listen, uh, like, subscribe to this podcast wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, we have it on YouTube as well, so you you can always feel free uh, to say something in the comments section. What's what stands out to you? How has this series impacted uh, you in the way that you understand, view the world, understand uh, the work of God in your own life? And if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like to see us consider in a, a further uh, episode of the Deep Dive, you can always email us at podcasts at calvary.church. Uh, as we say, keep your Bibles open. We want to be curious about what God is communicating to us through his scriptures because Jesus matters most. And we'll catch you again next time on another episode of the Deep Dive. Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.